0: Welcome to Joy About the G-Men. I am Joe McGuire along with King Zay. Tyrod Taylor, couple of second quarter touchdown passes. Dexter Lawrence in that defense look pretty dang good. Six quarterback sacks, a 14-7 win, Zay. Not, not really blowing you away uh, with the offense. But again, Tyrod Taylor starting in place of Daniel Jones for a second consecutive week. And this week we'll, we'll make three. Uh, hits hits Darren Waller on a 15-yard score. Nice play. It's funny. I said this last week, Zay, I asked the question, why do we never have a guy in the flat that he can dump the ball to? Uh, you see other teams do it every week and guys break, much like the play that we saw Saquon break. It just this, this offense needs to get the ball going. And I've heard a lot of people say this, and this is kind of where I want to start. Uh, people are like, hey, this offense looked good. Uh, With Tyrod Taylor, 18 for 29, 279 yards. Uh, He played well. This offense, first of all, the offense didn't look good. The offense was functioning. And I think the most important thing, Zay, and this is something that it doesn't matter who the Giants quarterback is, if you can get on the field, get some first downs, get to midfield, punt the ball. Uh, you're putting your defense in a better position and then they don't have to worry about 12 play drives because it seems to me when this offense can't stay in the field, a couple of three and outs you, your defense holds as best it can. And then eventually they're, they're, they're going to give up big plays, big yards. They're going to start giving up scores. This team gets behind and that's a problem. So, I liked what I've seen from the offense. The offensive line, you said it last week. I mean, it, it's it, if if you've got some time back there to do things, they can win football games.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Um now for everybody who's been blowing the Tyrod Taylor thing out of proportion, people he's been playing decent, but that's been a tribute to the line playing better, getting Saquon Barkley back, which helps out that offense. As we know, because without Saquon Barkley, we virtually have no run game and teams can just take away the passing option. And it it just becomes a mess for us. But, uh, again, like you said, the the offense just, to me, look functional. I'm not one of these people who think there's some quarterback controversy. There is none. Um, Obviously, when Daniel Jones returns, he will be the starting quarterback. And for many reasons that a lot of people don't see on the field that we tend to see, you know, people who call themselves analysts or people who watch the games in depth. Um, for the, if you look, there were a ton of plays, especially with Tyrod Taylor and run plays, where I seen he gets outside and he gets caught, and I go, Daniel Jones would have got that first. The, 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 you know, he gets within five yards, or you get to the goal line, you just think Daniel, you know, Daniel Jones would have snuck it. He would have ran it. He would have done something, and he just to me. Um, while they have very similar skill sets, he just has more of it, and that's mm-hmm. just what it comes down to. Tyrod Taylor being of older age, he just doesn't have that speed he used to have when he came into the league, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's a great you know, serviceable backup quarterback, and I need people to keep their expectations where they are. He's been playing the – better half of the Giants schedule I would say it's not like he's going out and putting these numbers up against you know Dallas and then San Fran and he's doing yeah. it against some of the best defenses in the league no he's done it against the Bills who were missing key players on defense and again a, a a commander's team that we really don't know what they are the reflection of their schedule is having a mix of weak and strong games so we don't know basically where they stand uh, as far as I know they need to get rid of Ron Rivera I think he's a terrible coach but that's another thing for another day but uh, again, it, don't blow it out of proportion. We could easily lost this game as much as we wanted. I, I, there were many times I sat there thinking, "Oh crap, Joe's seventeen to fourteen predictions about the country." <laughs> <laughs> there were times I wanted to text it in the group chat, but I was like, nah, I'm right? Not I'm not giving in." But it, it, it seemed like you know, like you said, those are the type of things where the Giants lose those type of games, games they should be winning. Um, it it looked bleak after that Sterling Shepard fumble, which yep. again. Those are the things you go, know, you know, point out those are momentum swinging things in the game that could have caused us to lose. Um, thank God the defense played as well as they did. Shout out to Deontay Banks getting his first interception. I've been praising this corners, these rookie corners since you the have season, and they have been nothing but everything that, you know, we could want from a team that, you know, has been crying and asking for top corners. The last few years, obviously, you have Bradbury. You have to trade him. You, you, you know, we you, you can go down the list of guys that we have gotten within the last 10 years, and we've had, you know, a corner on one side who's really good, and the other guy is like Eli Apple or something like that. But all in all, yeah. it, it, it's starting to get better. I, I said it, mentioned it before. I'm not in panic mode. I think there was an easy stretch coming up that we're in right now. Um, I think it's a godsend that you are playing teams like the Raiders that you have your backup quarterback playing, because again, those give you—you know—those are games you can still give your team a chance to win. You know, the Giants can get to three wins this week and put themselves back into, believe it or not, a realistic situation where they could be a wild card team. Um, it's—it's it's crazy to think that you could start off one in five and be that way, but that's just where the Giants are. And, again, I my predictions continue to come true, and the Giants will start to shaping up the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, uh, this team's definitely uh, playing well. The Jets, that's definitely a good matchup for this team. Uh, and, listen, yeah, you know – uh, I'm thinking a week ahead. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> week ahead. I said- By the way, to your credit, yeah, I had the picture of Deontay Banks and his first career interception, and you've been saying it uh, pretty much from camp. These, these kids look good. Uh, they're, they're starters we have starting cornerbacks and 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 we don't necessarily even need a Dory Jackson. Uh that's how good these young bucks are playing and that's very exciting. This team by the way came into the game as you know Zay, with five sacks and now they've got 11. They had six sacks in the game. Uh sexy Dexy and 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 uh Williams are finally Leonard Williams finally uh Uh, Starting to get some pressure. We saw a week before against Buffalo, they were basically getting the ball run down their throats. Their run stoppers, Uh, no good. We don't want to see that. I will say this: uh, Bobby O'Karake, who I was so excited about this team getting in the last two weeks, this guy, this guy has been absolutely phenomenal. Eleven tackles last week and a pass defended, uh, double digit tackles each of his last four games. He's all over the field. Michael McFadden, by the way, uh, this, uh, this is a guy who <laughs> he's he's not the most talented defensive player in football. But I don't know that there's a guy with a with a better motor than this guy. This guy's a disruptive force. He doesn't always quite get there, but it seems like he's always in the quarterback's face. Uh, or 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 shadowing a, a tight end out of the backfield. Him and O'Kara came out a couple of nice plays on, on tips uh, yeah. where McFadden's got the ball. That's very exciting because to me, this was a big free agent acquisition for this team. And the first few games, I've been saying it. I'm like, I don't hear this dude's name in the game at all. And I want to hear his name yeah. like 15, 20 times a game. We weren't seeing a whole lot of that. He's playing better. That front, the front four is playing better. The cornerbacks are pretty set. Again, I, I love Xavier McKinney. I'd like to, I'd like to start seeing more of the the playmaker that Xavier McKinney's going to be. Do some things back there, buddy. Because I'll tell you, this. De- I was telling somebody earlier today when when this defense doesn't spend more than half the game on the football field, they're a very good defense, and they're finally starting to live up to the quality of the players that we have, if they can continue to do that, and like I said, you know, all this offense has to do is avoid three and outs. They're going to happen certainly, but limit the three and outs, get a first down, just get a first down, four, five, six plate drives. That's going to go a long way towards your defense, being able to constantly bend and not break.
1: I think I said it last year. Uh, it's very important to stay on schedule. That's the term that they use in football. Um, the Giants did a really good job last year, staying on schedule, managing Daniel Jones, what he did, not, you know, balancing the run and pass. So it worked out really well for them. And as a result of that, the defense played better, and the Giants' record you know, reflected that. Uh, I think, again, at the beginning of the season – the Giants were were trying to get in the groove. I, I, I keep saying that I don't like the three preseason game situation because now you're you're, you're taking away a game. As far as the third game, is really important, being the dress rehearsal game. It gives you a real good like feel of a of a, a full game because you can't really simulate that in practice, and you can't really simulate it in a preseason game where your starters play one drive, or you know you can't get a real feel for it. And we've seen it this year with the Giants. The Giants play one drive basically with their starters on offense. And it, it, you can tell Tyrod Taylor has played more with the starting offense this year. He, it looks like it. he looked more comfortable this year than he did last year. And it, it's a courtesy to the reps he got in preseason, which kudos to the giants was smart because you're in a situation now where you you know, your quarterback could be out for another two weeks. And at least you have a guy in there. Who's not just not, you know, he hasn't had experience. He's not, he's just getting second team reps and 13 reps all, you know, all, no, he's, He's been getting first team reps. He's been taking first team snaps with the preseason. Even, you know, even in that third preseason game, like I said, we only got him in for, you know, we Daniel Jones in there for one drive. He's out. Tyrod basically plays most of the rest of that game against the Jets. And now he gets a chance to get revenge against them, luckily. But um <laughs> it's just it, it just goes to show you how so much of the season is really affected. Like I tell people. We can't be too critical. We have to break these seasons down into parts. Like I said, the first half, you know, you have to break them down every four games. That way I look at it because, like I said, the Giants, the first five games or whatever could be bad. But then, you know, the first four, you can move on. You can get better. Your second half, the Giants can pick up two wins in the next two weeks and really put themselves in a situation where, you know, coming off those two wins – yeah, you get Dallas. That could be a toss-up depending on how you're well you're playing. Dallas, we know, isn't that great of a team. They have issues there, but they've had our number. And then you get a Washington again. You get a New England who we know isn't good. You go into the bye. You come out of that, and you get Green Bay and the Saints, who are two teams that aren't good and just playing. Uh, just playing to play. It looks like sometimes at this point, you get the Eagles to end the season. Eagles in the middle, and then the an LA game. I don't think we'll be able to probably win both of those Eagles games based on the Eagles being uh right now the Eagles are far ahead of us team-wise, just based on what they have personnel-wise. They, they you know, outside at receiver, they just have great receivers on both sides. Uh their tight ends have been playing well, and their quarterback with as long as he's got the quarterback push, you know, it's gonna be very hard to beat that team going down the stretch. But the Giants have at least six winnable games left. I was just
0: going to say that, Zay, I see six winnable games. If you can somehow beat Philly in one of those, and God forbid you beat Dallas the second time through, that's eight eight wins in the second half. That would put you in, in wild card contention, for sure. And I, by the way, to your other point earlier, you talked about Tyrod Taylor and this similar skill set to Daniel Jones. I think Tyrod Taylor is one of the better backup quarterbacks, not only because he's obviously been a starter in this league before, but as you mentioned, similar skill set to Daniel Jones. I've never understood the, the teams that have, like Baltimore, we've seen at times. You, you know, an athletic quarterback like Lamar Jackson, and you, you'd have a backup like a stiff white uh, pocket passer, and it's like, That's your backup? I don't understand that. <laughs> That's how I felt right, you have a pocket <laughs> passing starter, and it's like, you know, a black athletic backup, and it's like, Okay, you can't just pop that guy in there and run the same offense. So, why would you do that? That's one of the things about Tyrod Taylor I like. And look, as you mentioned too, each week that he's been in the starting lineup and he gets the first team reps because he's been a starter, because he knows what he's doing. He's gotten qu- comfortable pretty quickly. <laughs> and he's, he's certainly looked extremely competent. I feel very good about Tyrod Taylor. And as you said, look, there's no quarterback controversy. He's a backup. He came in there to be a backup. I think he's content as the backup. He knew as the backup, Daniel Jones, has a history of missing a few games every year so he knew there would be an opportunity to play yeah. knows this system from from the time he spent in Buffalo. so this is this guy's uh, about as good a backup as the Giants could hope for. this is the thing and and you know you know this being a Mets fan I know this being a Yankee <laughs> fan you know um during, during the Gary Sanchez time the Yankees backup catcher was Austin Romaine. Austin Romine played like once a week and, and he'd hit around 300, hit seven, eight, nine home runs. And people were like, he should start. And it's like, if that guy starts, how quick do you think his batting average plummets to 220 and he gets exposed? Because he's not an everyday player. It's so easy to, well, oh, Tyrod. Again, Tyrod Taylor's made this offense look Functionable That's it. He's a good it. banding yeah,
1: Yeah, that's what he is. That's
0: what he's doing. He's absolutely now. Daniel Jones has not looked. He's not done a great job with this offense. These two things have nothing to do with one another, right? Tyrod Taylor making the offense look functionable. Is not a quarterback controversy? If Tyrod Taylor would have taken this team out there and won 35 to seven, and he threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Well, then we could talk about, oh, maybe this guy should, he's, He's got the offense serviceable. The offensive line obviously they've made drastic changes in the past few weeks. That's about 75% of why this offense looks so good. Throw in the fact again Tyrod knows this offense. He's been getting more the reps as you mentioned with the fur. Of course they're going to look better. Daniel Jones when he comes back, he might need a couple weeks to settle back in. That like and that's probably going to happen. But again, is you look this Giants schedule we knew it was going to be brutal at the beginning. We The first eight games we knew were, that's a rough schedule, and they had to get past that eight. We were hoping for better than what it is, certainly. But last year, they 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 pulled some of those games out and had a, a good record to start the season and fell off in the second half. I think it's set up for this team to have a much better second half. Whether they can get enough to get to the postseason, Remains to be seen, but you got to like where they are right now.
1: Yeah, I, like you said, the schedule was grueling. Um, we probably expected them to probably win a couple more games. But again, that's why I, I tell you about the luck situation. Uh, Seattle, you lost bad luck. Just a bad pass really turned that whole game around. Uh, you go, Obviously, Dallas, the weather, that's just not how you want to start a season and a damn typhoon on, on Sunday night football gets a team that's really had your number the last couple of years and then everything that can go wrong goes wrong. You know, the Giants ran into it. I told you that, that that situation with luck kind of ran out like last year felt perfect. Last year felt the Giants until we got to the playoffs. It didn't really feel like the Giants could do any wrong at last year. You underdog every week. Okay, cool. We'll just go out there and, and, and prove you wrong. And the biggest issue with being a New York team is New York is so fickle. It's what have you done for me lately? And because Daniel Jones hasn't been what he was last year, and there's, and there's no doubt in my mind he can get back to where he was last year. This, you just don't lose that, you know, talent in a year, especially when a team supposedly gets better, adds weapons, and does all this. I, I think, like you said, it's going to take a while when he comes back. I'm hoping he comes back next week against the Raiders, which is an easier game to get your feet wet before you have to play at Dallas. And then if worst comes to the worst, then you'll get a, you know, you get a, another tune up against, you know, the Commanders after that. And you'll go off into your bye week, and then you can get things settled and figure it out from there. But and again, I I know what you're saying about winning eight games this day. Wild card this year doesn't look like it's going to take a lot to win. It it, it doesn't look as daunting as it did when you look around. Like (laughs) NFC is not as good as it thought it was going to be. Can I
0: take you a step further? And I think you said further. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday, and I said, Really, uh, you know, I've suddenly got some questions about San Francisco. I've I got don't questions, got questions about Buffalo. There's two teams that I think are legit Super Bowl contenders the Chiefs and the Eagles. Same as last year. No. I, I, That's I it. Hold Detroit. on, hold I on. I Eagles. don't it, it, but here's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I think both of those teams, Kansas City and, and Philadelphia. Not as good as they were last year. Definitely not. Okay? So, if that's the top two teams in the league, in each league, and they're not as good as they were a year ago, I think you're exactly right. I think this thing is wide open. I go back and I think about a season like 2007. It was pretty clear the Patriots were the best team in football. Yeah, undefeated. There was no doubt about it. That was the best team in football. Yeah. But the rest of the NFL, to me, that year, it looked like it was Patriots or or bust. And so it certainly opened up, hey, could be anybody from the NFC. And it was. Go back to 2012. I think you had a similar situation where there wasn't a team who was like, wow, that's – and I think you've got another one of those situations. So I guess what I'm saying is I think if the Giants – and I I do agree with you. I think think an 8-9 could potentially get you a wild card berth. And if that be the case – and, again, knowing how good this Giants defense is, and, again, we, we saw them do some great things uh, in, in the red zone against Washington to, to, to keep the, that game where it is. Because, again, and we've seen so many times, A. How many times have I texted you? I'm like, they're going to lose, like, 16-14 here. And I, right? I kind of tell you the stupid things that are going to happen. I thought we were over that a couple of years ago when we got rid of Joe Judge, these ridiculous <laughs> ways to blow games in the last minute. Right? Adrian Peterson like a 75 yard run. Jake Elliott hits like a 65 yard field goal. A week later, Graham Gano banks a 60. Like how many? How many? I thought we were past that, and we've been seeing it again. And that's been one of the bigger disappointments for me. Is like ah, for the fact that they held on and the defense played so well to stop Washington from from tying that football game up or potentially going ahead. Uh, to me says this team's on the right track, the schedule's favorable. I, I like what I'm – I don't love what I'm seeing. I like it, and and to be where we are and to feel like, ah, eh, some things could work out here, it's all you can ask for.
1: Well, credit to the defense. I think they've been playing good since before this, even the Seattle. I think they played good in the San Fran game, if I'm being honest, because yeah, it's, it's, you think a San Fran team should put up 30, 40 points on that defense. And, again, a lot of what you see is the Giants' defense. They they play well, hold the team to two touchdowns, then they get to the third, fourth quarter, and they're just so burnt that the team's just going to, you know, they run and then they just start packing on points. So the win looks way more daunting than it actually was. And, I, I, like I said, I think that defense has been playing good. I'm, I didn't worry about the defense. I knew they were a little slow starting. Uh, again, you got some good offensive linemen in, in the beginning of the year. These teams that we faced in the beginning of the schedule – they're not good because they don't have, you know, a good offensive line. They have great offensive lines. Dallas Cowboys, uh, San Fran has a good offensive line. Seattle has a great offensive line. I wouldn't say necessarily the Cardinals had a great <laughs> offensive line, but for the first half of that game, they looked like yeah. a good offensive line. So, again, it, it, it is what it is. You're starting to see. The, the, the Giants are starting to play teams that are even in and around them. They're starting to get better. That confidence is starting to build. They're starting to have that trust again. That feel from last year is starting to pick up. Uh, I'm very hopeful it goes into this week because I, I can't live a week with Jets beating the Giants in a regular season game. I don't yeah. think I've ever lived that in my life. All I right, don't let's,
0: <laughs> let's talk about this because uh, Zach Wilson, a guy who you love a lot, Uh, in his last three, I'm just kidding. In his last three games, Wilson's hit 67% of his passes, 630 yards, a couple of touchdowns, one interception, and people are going a little crazy about that. And it's like, those are not good numbers. That is adequate. That is decent. Um, they've got a 29% efficiency rate in the red zone. That is dead last in the NFL. And again, you look at what this giants team does in the red zone. Um, this, this to me again is a recipe for if if the Giants if the Giants take care of business, the yeah. other big thing's gonna be look, this Jets defense is very good. They're a very opportunistic defense, they've got 13 takeaways. That's I believe third in the league. Uh a plus five differential. The Giants are at minus four. Can't turn this football over. You I can't. Think you can. turn- I think you, you can. can. Listen, I think you can. Uh, let me tell you something. A few weeks ago, I watched, I think, the worst football game I've ever seen in my life, G- uh, the Patriots and the Jets.
1: Did you watch that Green Bay game a couple weeks ago? Was Hold on <laughs>
0: in the last, Here's why I say this. In the last two minutes and 46 seconds, yeah, each team had three possessions. And didn't score. I saw that game. I watched. And it was a disaster. And all the Patriots fans are like, "Mac Jones sucks. It's like, dude – Bill Belichick wanted him to three and out and punt the goddamn ball as deep as you can because you know who's not going 90 yards for the win? Zach Wilson. Give Zach Wilson the ball in midfield. He needs to complete one pass to Garrett Wilson, and they're in they're in scoring territory at that point. So that in mind, mm-hmm. don't turn the goddamn ball over. If you turn the ball over in the red zone, I I would be fine if Tyrod Taylor throws three picks in the end zone. I could live with that. Don't turn the ball over in your own territory. Don't turn it over midfield. I think you can win this football game. Zach Wilson going the length of a football field, that's, that's something that you're rarely ever going to see. So I think if they keep Zach Wilson on the other side of the field, and yeah. he's got to go 70, 80 yards, they're not going to score any touchdowns. It's
1: going to be very similar to the, the, the game they played last week against the Commanders, where they played the basically the field position game, made the team have to drive the whole field, whose defense is better, that situation. But, again, the Jets, they've had a really light schedule. You played the Broncos. You played the Patriots. I'm going to be real. And they play the Cowboys. That's the only team in our division. I think when you play the NFC East, I don't know what it is, but you really have to come and bring it. Because the NFC East, for some reason, these teams – no matter how lousy their season is, can find a way to pull off some. I really hate big to use. Win.
0: I hate to use this ESPN word, but physicality, to me, yeah. defines the NFC East specifically. They're always yeah. going to bring it, like you said, no matter records.
1: And I hear what you're saying about the whole Garrett Wilson situation. Again, I think our secondary is. I have as much confidence as I've always had in them. Of uh, Garrett Wilson, who's on my fantasy team, hasn't had a spectacular season that you were hoping when you draft him and Aaron Rodgers, and you think you're going to get magic. But (laughs) again, the giants could make mistakes here. I think this is just going to come down to who makes less mistakes because like you said, they don't have a killer at quarterback. Uh, They have a great run game. They have a great pass game, but I think what it's going to really ultimately come down to is coaching. I don't think Sala has figured out the coaching situation yet. I don't think he's figured out how to balance pass and run which is something the Giants are starting to come around the corner because I've been screaming for weeks. Get Jalen Hyatt the ball. Get Jalen Hyatt the ball. The boy can play football, people. I don't care about route running this, that technicality. When you're that fast and you are him, you can go out there and just run down the field and and, and be a threat. You can just be a threat down the field. And we've seen it multiple times where you see now team Jalen Hyatt runs down the field and safeties are far back as they can, corners. Because the boy can run. you got to put three people. You have to. He He's becoming a nightmare matchup because of his speed. And I think the Giants can find a way to balance that with the Saquon Barkley run. Because that was another thing we saw was Jalen Hyatt out there allows those holes to open up in the run game and allowed Barkley to have a way more efficient game than he did the week before because they yep. found a better balance. And they again, they got Hyatt involved. They got him the ball. You have to make some of these people a threat. You you um you talk about the Waller. You made Waller a threat. Now they can't just stack the box and stop the run, blitz your your quarterback twenty four. That was the biggest issue the Giants had in the beginning of the season. We couldn't get nothing going, so teams were just sending the house. The yeah. Dolphins game, they were just sending the house. You don't have Barkley. People go Barkley is a huge weapon. Bar- I'm gonna be real with you. Barkley is a great talent, but you can put a CMC back there. You can put. Anybody back there who is a an impact player is what makes the difference. It's not necessarily Saquon Barkley. It's the impact player. It's the threat that that person can bring. That's what it is. It's not necessarily oh the Giants can't win without Saquon. If you get a none of running back who's just as functional as Saquon, who can catch out the backfield, do all this, and he doesn't have to be as fast. He just provides that threat that you can't bring the house. You can't stack the box. And shout out to Saquon Barkley because he has gotten so much better at pass blocking. He sucked his first year at pass blocking. He missed so many blocks on linebackers. And him being back there has helped out the offensive line so much that game. People, do, I have to put the emphasis on this. The offensive line is playing better. Barkley being an impact player. Hyatt getting involved. You know, it, it opens up everything. Waller, it allows Waller to get involved because you have to now focused on height, you know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, and before I even forget, Wandell Robinson, just freaking amazing. He's Love When him, you bro. get these guys involved and you see what that offense can do, it causes issues for defenses. <clears throat> the Giants have to find a way to continue to do that. I think personnel-wise, Giants win this game against the Jets because we are better talented. We have better receivers. We have better tight ends. We have better running back. Uh, in my opinion, we have the better defense. Even with Sauce Garner and uh, the other, I can't remember name, the other
0: corner on the other side who's coming back this week. Yeah, it's, I don't even know if Sauce is playing, actually.
1: Uh, he cleared protocols. I don't know. Did if he clear team. protocol? He cleared, okay. Uh, yeah. Him and the other corner on the other side, they both cleared protocols. But again, I'm not scared of the Jets. How long is the defense going to hold up? Here's the question. How many times is Zach Wilson going to turn the ball over? This is going to be like playing a mirror image of yourself. You just got to be the better version of it.
0: You, you know what? You are exactly right. And, and I sort of was thinking that same thing. Uh, you are. This is going to be, look, the, the team that plays the cleaner game here, which, again, is to me why if the Giants turn the ball over on their side of the 50, you are you're asking for trouble there. And if it happens more than once, they'll lose the game. Yes. if they can avoid if they can avoid giving Wilson short field and opportunities to put that ball in the end zone I think the Giants have a a tremendous chance of winning this football game so uh incidentally uh when you talk about mirror images how about this the Jets offense is ranked 30th overall the Giants is 29th how funny okay. is that a lot uh, of them. Passing offense, the Jets are 32nd, dead last. The Giants are 29th. The defense, again, I I think this might surprise Overall, Jets defense overall, 24. Giants, 23. That's a a lot of New York heat. That's a lot of New York
1: heat. It is. There's no way you can tell me amongst 32 teams, those are the
0: 24th and 23rd worst defenses out there. I don't listen. I if that be the case, case, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a little skeptical. I'm, I'm assuming this is just based on how overall yardage,
1: or performance, recent performance. Because sure. if you go up how the Giants looked at the beginning of the season to now, yeah. But come on, look at what we've seen the last couple weeks. The defenses. The biggest difference cool between these
0: defenses, defense as far as I can see, the Jets have the 11th best scoring defense. The Giants are 24th. I think, uh, and again, you look at the records, three and three, two and five. Uh, I think that that pretty much explains where you're at. If this defense, uh, you know, outside of the 102-yard return to Cat a couple weeks ago, the, the defense really hasn't, I mean, my goodness, how about last week? I mean, you got you to gotta really pick can. six that, bro.
1: I don't pay him for interceptions. I don't care what people say. I don't pay him for interceptions. We pay him for sacks. Interceptions,
0: Fair enough. Fair don't enough. It was in his arms, and there was no one in front of him. He, that's, You got to catch that ball. That's, that's why he played and, and not tight end. You know who would have <laughs> caught that? You know who would have caught that and ran it in for a touchdown? Aiden Hutchinson. No, you know
1: what? Aiden Hutchinson, again, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson is a rare talent. He's, yeah. one of the, he's a good, just like Bosa. Just like the Bosa brothers. He's one of those, and, and it reflects where he went in the draft. He was a top pick in the draft. Kayvon Thibodeau was a number six pick who could have probably went a little later than he went. Uh, I'm not going to let you guys no more about that. But he could have went a little later than he yeah. went. Um, And again, it, it, it's playing more to like what I told you. I didn't see the motor. I didn't see the motor in Oregon. Aiden Hutchinson had that motor even in college he just didn't stop and, and to me Kayvon seemed like a celebrity defensive end hopefully he's trying to break that name that people are, are are giving to him he's you know a bougie a celebrity doesn't really care about anything but himself type of i don't like that um that that the weird, you know that was a big talk i don't I, you don't have new york radio but uh Carl Banks was on with some new york host and they was having it over thibodeau's play and he's trying to explain them how things work in the league and how you play that position they decided to hang up on him because they want him to play better i hope the you know the talk doesn't get into the tape cave on head and i hope he continues to play the way he's playing because again he does have a he did have a lot of questions you know coming into the draft a lot of people questioned his motor i thought the giants took a risk by getting him they took a risk on neil
0: too again I'm, I'm about ready to move him into the to the right guard slot. I think I'm ready to move him
1: to the bench. Are you ready to right guard?
0: He's the too big, money. Big, he's no, too big I guy. don't think so. He plays. He played guard at Alabama for some in time. college. The players I understand, run that. Past, they're not I understand as that. I understand that. I understand that. He's it, still it, a really. He's a skilled guy. It's in Alabama when you play with some of the Listen, best talent in the nation. I, don't do I that. Dis, don't I do disagree that. with that. I disagree with that, and I'll tell you right now. Look. They, they they kept Eric Flowers out on that flank for way too long. And it was like, oh my God, do something else. Put him on the other side, move him inside, do something, but don't leave him out there to get exposed. We can, we got, listen, if if he can't play guard either, then maybe, maybe then then you don't have a future with this guy. But I think, I think it would behoove this team to at least move him over uh, and, and see if he's got any value as a guard. Otherwise, Uh, that's going to go down as a bust. By the way, the Jets have trailed in all six games this season at the half. The Giants finally last week for the first time uh, had a a halftime lead. Something's got to give this week. So, uh, again, it would be great if the Giants could go into halftime here with a lead. Uh, They're definitely a second-half kind of team. The defense really seems to step up in the second half. So uh, I I think that's really the key to the Giants. Like, if you're going to turn the ball over, do it in the red zone, do it in the Jets red zone. Like yeah. that's fine. Uh, if if you don't if you don't get the ball in the end zone and they pick it, that's fine. They're not going 80 80 yards the other. It's not happening. So no, I, mean, I think
1: brief hole. He breaks one, maybe. Sure. That's uh, so a Listen, and I would say, look, <laughs>
0: the same thing with Garrett Wilson. You go go back to that Miami game, but I think part of that problem in that game was the longer that defense was out on that football field. That's you knew it was just a matter of time before our can or morser or, or, or Hill was going to break something. And so again, get first down, stay on the field for as long as possible. Don't, don't give them great opportunities. Don't send your defense out there after a 12 play drive where the jets don't score, you get the ball back, you three and out, you're back on. You, you cannot do that to this defense. The offense has to be a little bit competent, Get a first down or two, get the yeah. ball moving just a little bit. And then if it sputters, it sputters. Fine. Punt the ball as far away as you can. But that's going to be the key to the Giants here is, is, is keeping the ball on the Jets side of the uh, of of the field. I think that's the best way you win this game. And it probably ends up being a, you know, uh a 16 13 kind of a situation here. I'm not expecting I'm not I mean, expecting anything crazy here. Neither one of these teams gonna score a ton of points. It's a revenge
1: game for me. I'm here. I'm at I'm at 20. I'm at I'm at like a 27-13 type of game. Um, yeah, I could see I would love I would, that. I mean, I could see Haley, I could see height, you know, getting a touchdown. I could see him finally getting his first touchdown of a year. I could see a defensive touchdown in this game based off the way Zach Wilson just slings it around. You can see a Saquon Barkley score, and then you're at 21 right there. And then, you know, forget about it at that. So I think the Giants have multiple ways they can score this game. I'm, like I said, 27-13. That's where I'm at with this game. Giants 27-13. Everyone else oh, has like us losing. That's where I have it. Giants 27-13. Book me for You it. know,
0: by the way, to the Jalen Hyatt point, I complained a couple of weeks ago on this show that – uh, you know Jalen Hyatt's out there for five plays, six plays, seven plays. That's all the snaps this guy's getting, and it seemed like once again they're hitting that that you know uh uh the, the uh, play action deep to Hyatt. But I thought to myself, and I said this: I'm like, yeah, this kid's out there for four or five snaps, and that's it, everybody, everybody knows what's about to happen. But
1: look at the impact right? you made with those but, four or five snaps.
0: Look what again, they been I understand that, but I'm yeah. saying, give him 12 snaps, give him 14 Hold snaps. On, I agree. And again, <laughs> the the comparison <laughs> I made, the comparison I made last week, and I was talking to a Patriots fan earlier today. Uh, the, the Patriots had signed Malik Cunningham, yeah, and they would bring him out, and he would take some wild, uh, wildcat snaps, uh, RPO, but he never throws the ball. And yeah, everybody yeah. that's played the Patriots is like, "Oh, Malik Cunningham doesn't throw the ball." I'm just when he comes into the game, I'm going to put 11 guys in the line of scrimmage. Where's he going? It's like and it's adult. like it's sure, like but again, I'm like I'm like you know Bill Belichick's a smart guy. If and the same thing here with Hyatt. If if he's only out there for four or five snaps, and they everybody knows what the play is when he's in the game, it's making it a little bit harder. It makes more sense for this guy to be out there 15, 20 snaps where some other things happen. Maybe he's a decoy on some place. That's fine. But it'll make it a little bit easier for him to get down the field if it's not – if the guy gets three snaps, you know what the play is each of the three times. It's a little harder to complete it. Same thing with Cunningham. The Pats apparently already cut him. Uh, and I thought, dude, if you're going to have this guy run RPL, but the P isn't an option, what are you doing?
1: Well, the, the difference is, and I'm trying to explain this, with Hyde, Hyde he, while he is getting more times, the Giants are trying to bring him along slowly. They're trying to feed him. Again, remember, there was a lot of question marks in the beginning of the year about his intelligence and his ability to pick up plays. And that's why a lot of Tennessee plays that he ran were a lot of fly down the fields or fly down and, you know, do, run a post around this. They didn't have a lot of technical plays for him. So I think the Giants are trying to feed him as much as they can and bring him along. I don't think this is like a Cunningham situation, like with the Dolphins, for example, when the Dolphins introduced the Wildcat to us. When Ricky Williams came in, you know, OK, this Wildcat, he's going to, you know, fake it. And then eventually one time they faked it and they threw it over the top and it scored a touchdown. You know, that's a different scenario. I get what you're saying. I think Hyde is more of a we're trying to bring him along. Because the NFL is it, – it's it's very hard. You you watch some of these plays, like the, the clips in it. I think it was Dan Olowski or one of them, and they was trying to get him to read the plays out. And he's just struggled, couldn't get the plays, just, just to say it, as a quarterback. It's a very hard, they're very, you know, the terminology is very long. Their playbooks are very big. It's Chris Sims. Oh, it's Chris Sims who Chris did Sims. it oh, Yeah, yes, it because okay. Chris Sims is it very was.
0: critical of all these other quarterbacks that don't get all the terminology down. And it's like, oh, dude, remember when you couldn't do that shit? It was him, also, right? In the video? Okay. I love <laughs> that you bring up Dan Orlovsky, too, because that's another guy, a guy who is a, 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 a career loser in the NFL one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL for every year he was in the league. I love how critical he is of these other quarterbacks. It's like, dude, I don't know. Mr. Ron I don't Ron know Brown, if you're right? the guy to be speaking on that.
1: Mr. Ryan talking crap. Imagine that, right? He no, I, I completely agree. It, it, look, I, I, I'm very treading waters when I talk about sports because, look, I, I made it high school level. I played quarterback high school. You know, I played corner. I, I'm no expert at the game. I'm never – going to talk the way some of these guys talk you but the way I agree with you the way Dan talks you would think he had a a 14 year career with two super bowls and yeah you would uh, think his bust is intense yeah. you would think he did something memorable and no he didn't and that's the biggest problem with when uh, we talk about the time with these sports outlets and why they pick up on teams so late like I'm telling you Lions 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 and they'll wait till December and January to go oh the Lions could be a contender because they're focused on their front runners because you have these guys that don't know anything. They just yeah. assume. If we can't with sports, if you assume, you're gonna make an ass of yourself every time. Because no season's the same, no roster's ever gonna be the same year in and year out. I don't care what your schedule is. Just cause you see a schedule, like like with the Giants schedule, if we took the Giants team from last year, maybe they would have handled the schedule better this year if they weren't right into it you know what i'm saying but again you have a year off you got players coming back you got guys getting acclimated you got guys new guys coming in every year you're gonna have new guys at every position or or at least at every position whether they're a rookie whether they're a a new rookie starting in whether they're a free agent signing whatever the situation is so i I completely agree i hate when these guys go off and just start talking like super experts and what they know no you you don't know we don't know Sports is a guessing game, even sports betting. There's no yeah, sports that's... betting expert. I hate that idea. None of you are experts. Some of you are good guessers because of trends and patterns, but none of you are experts. You will never always get it right. I hate the term expert. I'm so sorry.
0: I had a, I played a a 20 team parlay last week for college football. Jesus. Got 17 out of 20. And you know what that gets you, Zay? Not a goddamn that's thing. It's still a loss. It's still a loss. Yeah, cool. uh, so, y- yeah. I mean, again, it it is a guess. You know, look, b- bottom line is you think the Giants are going to finally put up some points this week. It's hard yeah. to think that they're not going to have a game where they finally score some touchdowns. This this certainly could be the game. I think the Giants could just as easily go out there and get blanked. Uh, yeah. That's the incompletely. It's the inconsistency of the NFL. How do you explain last week Mac Jones taking the goddamn ball down the field like Please. like he was like he was Tom Brady in his prime? This kid who had no business doing it went down the football field and scored a touchdown like like he's done it a million times in his career. That is the NFL and again this is what I'm saying there is no there is no 85 Bears. There is not a team in the NFL right now where I'm like, oh, that they're going to steamroll. Week in and week out, I'm really not sure who's going to win games.
1: Yeah, any given Sunday. It's really, it's really the term that's going on right now. Any given Sunday is a huge term. This is the parody.
0: This is the parody I think we've always wanted to see in the NFL. And, again, it, it's as easy as look at the Giants beating Arizona Almost beating uh, uh, the Niners, getting killed by Dallas. You know, struggling with Seattle. Then you look at what Dallas did with those teams and what San Francisco did against those teams. It's like none of this makes sense. It does. not None <laughs> of this makes any sense. But that is that's the any given Sunday mentality. And I think Zay, there, there's you, again, you and I both played at at the high school levels. We can speak on the experience we have. Sometimes you do play down to your opponent. It oh, just happens. It's inexplicable. You're like, right? Your coach all week's like, don't play down to the opponent. You're like, no, we won't. And then it's 7-7 seven, seven at the half, and you're like, shit, yeah, we did it. We did. Yeah, we're we're we did playing it. down to these guys. It happens. It's part of football.
1: Sometimes, you know, some guys just have your number also. It's just that situation. Fair enough, it, yes. It could be a situation where the Giants, you know, could be better than Dallas, but Dak Prescott, for some reason, just has our number and just finds a way to do it, or you know. I mean, he can't beat every other team in the league, but when it comes down to the Giants, he just—you know—it—it—it it, it, it happens. It's like I watch basketball, and Evan Fournier can't find his way off the bench for the whole season, but when they play the Boston Celtics, for some reason, he has to drop forty. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Sports never makes sense. No, Predicting it, it never makes sense, and it's—it's it's such a laughable, insane thing. But again, it's what makes this thing beautiful. It, it's why they have the things they set up. I, I I think football has the greatest setup for the draft. It helps teams turn around faster. Yeah, when yeah. the worst team gets the best player. Look at Detroit. Look how they've turned around. Look at even Cleveland. As much as we've been bashing Cleveland, Cleveland has been a very comparable team the last
0: few years than they have ever been within the last few decades. That was one when of the worst organizations in sports for. The uh, the the last ten years they were in Cleveland, and then when they came back, they were incredibly inept. And you're right, the last couple of years they're they're a viable contender year in and year out. It, it, look look at, look at the Houston Astros, a team that lost a hundred and ten games, hundred twenty games, got a whole bunch of draft picks, went through four or five years, and they turned those picks into Altuve and Correa and Springer, and next thing you know got a pretty goddamn good thing going on in Houston yeah. if you build right when you have those down seasons well when the system that's, set the, up key, you. that's yeah. the key to, to to consistently being uh competitive
1: when the system's set up for you like that you don't do it LA LA took a basketball approach that's what I didn't like about what the Rams did they trade yeah. away all their picks because in basketball you could lose every game and still end up with a damn 12th pick in the draft because the way the lottery situation is set up. It's yeah. terrible, but that's just how that sport is. And I, I, I felt the Rams did. I, I felt they should have took the time to build this team. Because look at the team. Their team is not bad. I hate to say it, but the Rams, as dysfunctional as that team is, and as many picks as they don't
0: have coming up in the future, they still got a chance this year. Yeah, they got legit they got legit superstars. Like you, you could argue the best at their position at several positions. Who's it? Puka so you're right. Puka Kanuka or whatever yeah. that
1: name is. I, yeah. I, I mean, out of nowhere. You're talking about this kid has just re-energized that offense. Stafford was written off by the Lions, which is hilarious because golf was written off and they're both just like <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll just prove everybody wrong in different places instead of where we were. Like,
0: Change of scenery really worked out that this scenario for both of those. And it's funny, the Lions initially were like, Do we even want Jared Goff?
1: It happens though. But it, I honestly, you take a Zach Wilson and a Daniel Jones and you could put them in a, in a in a town where there's probably not as much pressure and they develop more and they become better. Because again, we, for some reason in sports, we have this unrealistic progression of players now. Um, Because you have a couple of Pat Mahomes, a couple of Joe Burrows. You expect everyone to be that. And I, I hope the Texans take their time because they might have something with Stroud down there. He looks pretty good down there in, uh, in, in Texas, and he's got that team going. And I think Carolina should take their time with Bryce. You can't just put these kids in the fire, especially in an AFC, where, where the AFC has most of the dogs right now. Most of the dog teams, you can't just out there and go, hey, win, win me 10, win me 13 games, compete against Joe Burrow, compete against Pat Mahomes, compete against Josh Allen. It's not going to just happen overnight, but we've adopted this unrealistic idea of that's how sports work. And again, it's going to affect a guy like in Chicago. Uh, Justin Fields, to me, I think he could play quarterback. He's shown the ability to play quarterback. He just needs a good situation. He needs By the way, a
0: as you know, I've been down on <laughs> Justin Herbert since he came into the league and everyone thinks he's so unbelievably talented. He's, not. he's two and five. It's not going well there. And week in and week out, I hear about it's the defense. It's this coach. It was the guy last time that they fired. It's always somebody else's fault. Yet Zay, every time I turn on a Chargers game in the fourth quarter, I watch this son of a bitch throw an interception.
1: Everyone remember, everyone wanted him. Everyone wanted us to get rid of Eli and get yeah. rid of David Jones for him. That was yeah.
0: a huge talk. Herbert was
1: a huge talk that people wanted. He was one. and that's why I tell people pump your brakes on Caleb Williams. Don't get me wrong, Caleb Williams has shown tremendous talent so yeah. far.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Tremendous talent. I can't argue it. He's shown the ability to win games, to you know get out of pressure situations when the, you know when when the line is collapsing and and make a play out of nothing. He's shown all of that. But as far as the next level, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll watch players that go on podcasts, and this is why I love podcasts, because now we actually get real stories and understandings of what goes on outside of just what we see on the field. And these players will tell you in these interviews, the NFL is a whole nother dog. It's a whole nother game. You know, you're not going to be able to do some of that trickery stuff you did in college. To some, you know, some three-star corner playing at Cal, yeah, or Arizona, you know, you're going against the cream of the crop, the best talent. It even if you get a Caleb Williams in the draft next year, it's gonna take time to develop. And then you're still gonna have to put a line around him. And then he's still gonna have to build chemistry with his receivers. So for people to want to move on from Daniel Jones just because he's not having the greatest year or didn't start off well, because that always happens. We know what we see it all the time. Players get – people get paid and it doesn't – I'll give you Edwin Diaz as a perfect example. Edwin Diaz, his first year with the Mets was in, and his second year was even rougher. Then he signed a contract and everyone thought he was crazy. Then that next year, you know, what was that? It was 2021 it was? 2021. He was – had a better year. You know, he started to build his confidence. It wasn't the greatest. And then twenty twenty. What were you? 2022, yep. miraculous year, excellent. Because it takes time to adjust to things coming from Seattle, a small town, to New York, and all this. Everything, I, obviously, baseball is a different animal. I don't want to compare the two, but I'm just saying, in, in terms of players and giving players a chance to develop and turn into things. Again, I, I, you know me, I work for the Knicks. I work for the Knicks. I watched last year they go. Jalen Brunson is the worst signing in NBA, because this, this is just New York mis- media for you. Worst signing in NBA history. Is the, now it's looking like the greatest bargain in NBA history because you can't just take, you know, these guys and give them money and expect it to. Things take time. The beginning of the season looked rough. I watched them boo everybody, all the Knicks out of the stadium last year to a second round playoff game seven in Miami. You know what I'm saying? These things take time. Yep. Developing players take time. We are just such an unrealistic world right now where we want everything accelerated. We want the best players. We want them now. We got to have it fast. We can't have a losing season. We can't have none of that. Look at Gi- Giants fans. Look how many years we cried about losing seasons. Then we get a winning season. We don't even know how to appreciate it last year. We're ready to throw our quarterback off the damn cliff because he's having a break. Get rid of the coach. Get rid of the quarterback. They're terrible. The honeymoon is over. It, it like No, people. These things take time. How many times did you run Coughlin and, and Eli out of town? You know what I'm saying? You
0: have oh boy, kids. 2007, bro. They they wanted the both of them out of there. He was the adopted child.
1: He was the adopted mm-hmm. Manny. That was the signs you would see. He couldn't beat the Eagles. He couldn't give it time. Give it time. Stop wanting these players to start giving you something in there. He, what is Daniel Jones? 24, 24,
0: 25, something like that.
1: Yeah. Give him time. Yeah. Man. yeah for sure. He's a kid.
0: I, I, I mean. <laughs> I don't know what these people want anymore, Joe. I, I don't know. No, you're, I mean, you're right. Yeah. There is, there is a, a, an, a, and it's, it's so much worse. It's so much worse in New York. And again, being a Yankees fan, uh, these, these idiots who, you know, World Series are bust. If they win a World, it's like, if you think a World Series is a, a likely outcome every single season, you're an idiot. With un- I mean, even even how Steinbrenner isn't expecting a World Series championship <laughs> no. every single year. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's just not realistic. Uh, We got spoiled and at the end of the nineties, with with three and four years, and people for some reason thought this was the nineteen forties Yankees where they were just gonna win every single championship for it. It's like, that doesn't work that way. It, 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 that's not well, going to happen anytime soon. I mean, again, I think look children. as far as the NBA, you look at how good uh, uh the Warriors were until they weren't. They're still really good right now. They're right. Yes. <laughs> they they're still the good. But years ago, I can't do that. Look, so <laughs> that was like, it was like a dynasty. And it was like, Oh, and then they got freaking uh what's his face there. James Harden. Like you, not Harden. Uh, uh, who's the tall guy. Durant okay, yeah, Durant, yeah, but right. And it's like, oh my god, this team's gonna be insane for like a decade, and he didn't stay all, all that long. And and again, they're a good team, but they're not what they were. But there's that unrealistic expectation of look, if Steph Curry's the best player on the floor, they should beat everybody, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't work that way, it didn't work that way when Michael Jordan had nobody around him. Uh Ask Barry Sanders what it's like to be the best player in football and not sniff the playoffs. It don't happens. Talk to,
1: don't talk to Jordan fans about that because he never had a good team around him. to <laughs> them, you know. He he carried his whole team to the championship quarter. No, but yeah, it's it, it, it's it's definitely what you're saying. We as fans and as people, we need to bring down our expectations. Um, again, I'm I'm super ecstatic with where the Giants are at right now, record wise. We could be a lot worse. We could look a lot worse. Obviously, you can't take nothing out of a morale loss or oh, you lost a good game. There's not much that could come out of that record-wise or your know, feeling, but it, you know, just to know that your team is getting in the right direction, yeah. that helps.
0: It, this it really is the helps. NFL, not the Democratic Party. We're not going to celebrate losses. Hey, we almost got that one. Look, I'm not getting into that either because that's a whole nother. We'd be here for another hour. We could definitely be. We definitely could be. All right. So you, you really do. You, by the way, one, one last thought. Matt Beretta sucks. He does not know how to hit a hole, and he does not He, he doesn't he know how fun. to. He, he doesn't know fun. how to let blocks develop. Holes will emerge, and He's he doesn't. He's a different type of runner. He's a different type of runner. And again. Again, like for me, the backup shouldn't be a different type of runner. because well, It's with the quarterback a situation. Yeah, it's how we looked when we
1: had Daniel Jones and Colt McCoy back there. What yes. the hell we doing with Colt McCoy?
0: Yes. What
1: were, you, what were you doing with Jake Fromm? What were you Stupid. doing with with, with uh, what was the what was the skinny one you
0: like? uh, uh the one with the long neck? Uh, what's his name? Oh, um, uh, Glennon, Mike Glennon. Glenn, Glennon. Mike.
1: These guys. Did, I mean, I, they might have fit the playbook that. Was working for that time, but when you're one, you know, what like I said, when Daniel Jones brings the aspect that he can run and throw and all that, and then you bring a guy who can't do none of that in, yeah, maybe <laughs> and that just like defeats the purpose of everything personnel, scouting. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are we hiring people who, who you know, it's not like in the Giants where you had like the three running back situation. You had a fast running back, a power running back, and a guy who could do it all because that line was great, and they could block for whoever. Yep. You know, the, the game has changed. The sport has changed. We've gone to a more passing situation, and a lot of the running backs that we see now, they wait at the line. They're patient. They wait for holes to open. Breed is an old school guy. He wants to get it, hit the hole and just get there. You know what I'm saying? He's, a, a, he's more of a power runner type of guy, and the line is more used to blocking for a Saquon, so it's going to feel weird when he comes in. That's why when Eric Gray was filling in for Saquon, it felt better because Eric Gray is a guy who gets up to the line. He waits for, you know, blocks to develop. He moves with it. He can catch out the backfield. He feels similar to Saquon without that top level speed. Right. If I'm being yeah. honest, even his I ability agree. to break tackles and move, it felt Saquon-esque. Not necessarily Saquon, but Sa- you know what I'm saying? You, you They have very similar skill sets. You know, when Sterling Shepard went down, Wondell Robinson came in. He's very similar skill set. You know, yep. these, that's how you have to build your team where you're plugging in and you're not losing something. You're adding something at most. And that's what the Giants weren't doing before. You were filling in guys that just necessarily didn't belong
0: on the field together
1: a lot of the yeah. time. They're it, not
0: complementing. They're not complimenting the starter.
1: Exactly. exactly. They're not complimenting yep. anything at that point.
0: Yes, you could bring a guy who could
1: fill in and it doesn't feel different and it helps the team out. But when you bring an offensive lineman in who's not as good as Andrew Thomas, the whole line feels it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Your backup has to be just as solid as your starter. And again, Pugh has come in and played really well. He's not Andrew Thomas, no. But because he's played really well, it's helped that line solidify again. And that's the point I'm trying to bring up. The guy that comes in has to be next man up. He has to make it feel all one. Because if you don't, then again, you saw what the line looked like before Pew got there, before he solidified the most important part on the line, the left tackle spot. You saw it. Yeah. And when Andrew Thomas comes back and you can put Pew at guard and then you could get my John Michael Smith back and then we can figure out whatever we're going to do with Neil. But then that team will start to get better. You see what I'm saying? There's yep. so much potential in this team still left. It's just about you know, everything coming together. That's literally what it comes down to.
0: So Zay's got it 27-13. I'm saying 16-13, but we both feel like the Giants got a chance to win this football game against Sunday, 1 o'clock, Giants-Jets, MetLife Stadium, bragging rights for the great state of New Jersey. (laughs) Winners the best team in Jersey. You hate that or what? I hate it. Um, they both
1: played in New York first. We don't even consider Buffalo and New York team,
0: <laughs> they are
1: the team from South Canada. If anyone wants to know, Buffalo Bills are the South Canadian Bills, as the far South as Canadian Bills. Bills. Yeah. we don't even consider Staten Island, New York. We think, we're- <laughs> it's-
0: yeah, as if Buffalo has a chance in that scenario. All right, uh, that is gonna do it for us for this week. For King Zay, I am Joe McGuire. Uh, make sure you check us out. We are on all social media apps. Join about the G-Men. You can also check out clovercrestmedia.com backslash join about the G-Men. For King Zay, I'm Joe McGuire. We'll catch you next week. Join about the G-Men.